This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <whistles> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the sixth minute of injury time. Injury time. Injury time. Look out, takes. Almunia saves. Look out, follows in. Almunia saves again. And now Wapner on the counter attack. Forestieri. Oh, I don't believe this. Here's Hawk. Dini. I do not believe what I've just seen. Troy has scored from a Leicester penalty that was saved by Almunia. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Hello and welcome to the Opposition View. This time we're joined by Cozzy from the And He Takes That Chance podcast. Hello, how are you? I'm great. I'm still an eye uh, from Saturday and the game before, but yeah, uh, the coupon busters are in town, Lutzfield, on uh, Friday at the... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Listening to the Z cards and enjoying uh, tremendous fish and chips, because I know there's a place that you can get good fish and chips near Vicarage Road. I'll be trying on Friday. They better be open. Oh, strong well, statement well, to start with. We started, started strong on this podcast, didn't we? Yes, yeah. That's definitely not Fridays. That's just, um, <laughs> good stuff, good stuff. Well, Rich, if anybody listened to the last one, Cozzy, it's Richard, or Richard is Cozzy. Cozzy, we'll call you Cozzy, so everybody knows that, but we got the, the same good man here. Your season so far, if, you, if it's okay with you, I just want to kind of go through a couple of things oh, to uh, to it, kind please. of kind of cover a, uh, cover a couple of bases, and then we're just going to get into kind of riffing because you were great fun just chatting last time. What we've been doing with uh, with the preview show, especially when we've been coming back round to people for the second time, is having a look at their home and away record. And I appreciate that your season, and I've done something slightly different here. All the excitement for Justin and Carl, they'll, they'll be they'll be thrilled. Here we go. This. Can't wait. We've been looking at people's wow, um, home. At the home and away stats, I know no expense spent. That's wow, the this is good, here. man. Well, I joined. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, your your home record not that bad. Not a ten. You're all, no. you're, yeah. It's it's about thirteenth because we've we've got like little league tables of, of just if you just had a home record, mm. home records okay. It's kind of you know middle ground. The away record is obviously where it's it's fallen mm. away, but of course. There has been a material change in all of this. But in terms of the played at home, you've played 20, won seven, drawn five, lost eight, scored 21, conceded 26. But it's 1.3 points per game, which puts you, as I say, in that sort of middle ground. The away stats, and bearing in mind, obviously, it's an away game. be interesting to see what happens, but we'll get into this a little bit more. Played 19, only won three games on the road, drawn four, lost 12. 
So those 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 guys, you know, those terriers who've been travelling have been having pretty thin gruel up until a recent change. You scored 15 on the road, conceded 38. Now you've had points per game 0.68, uh, which is, which is as I say, it's second lowest in in the table. Now the first thing that you'll be pleased to know is that whenever we go through and talk about this to other people, we always conclude with the. But it's a good job you're playing Watford, and we're leakier than a sieve with a fucking great big hole in the thing. So, <laughs> Q- QPR, 19 games without a win. Welcome to Watford. You know, it's that. That's the way it goes. Oh, however, right there. there's however, three points. Exactly. <laughs> however, one of the other things that I've been I've been looking to, or I have been doing with everybody, is saying, "Here's who I think your star man of the season has been." And a lot of people have turned around and gone. No, Pete, you haven't got a fucking clue what you're talking about. You don't support my club. I'll tell you who it is. But that's entirely reasonable. Carl likes it when that happens, especially. But I'm going to go with a different one for you because my star man is indeed <laughs> Colin Neil, Neil Colin, Warnock, Colin Wanker. otherwise known, otherwise known as Colin Wanker. Colin Wanker. <laughs> because, because since he's come in, you've had eight games. You've had three wins. Two draws and three losses. Now, if we if we go back to this, remember the home stats and the away stats. Here are here are Collins stats, right? One point six points per game at home, one point per game away. Now, if you think about it, gone from one point three to one point six, point six eight to one point per game. Uh, 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 he has made point three a game from him coming in that is fucking phenomenal and i know this because in the last four years we've had at least 11 managers who've added fuck all to any points per <laughs> game at any point <laughs> so we will take the piss out of out of, out of colin neil warnock because it, it's important to stress that neil warnock has got a longer tail record than just these games of course Neil's been at, at, at Huddersfield before, hasn't he? What, what? How did people receive him when he was coming back? What do you think about him the first time? Take take us through, take us through what Neil's done for you. Yeah, I'd love to say I wasn't born the first time, but yeah, I was. Uh, that was when I was kind of in my youth, and uh, the Messiah returning uh, went down an absolute storm. Uh, to be honest with you, but following Mark Fotheringham, I think uh, could have probably got Putin in, and uh, you know. It, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, obviously the first time, incredible uh, times. He, uh, the club was in uh, the other ground. Uh, we were in a, you know, a bit of a state, really, a bit like he kind of joined us now. But in that mm-hmm. time, the old, the old Papa John Trophy, as it's called now, but the autoglass trophy when we were in there, he took us to Wembley uh, for the first time in, God, I can't remember, it must have been so many years. And then the season after, we went, uh, we moved into the new stadium and he got us promoted and left under a bit of a cloud, really, really strange. Uh, I was looking forward to seeing what he could do in the old, what was it, Division 1 then, back in the Championship as it's known now. But he left and uh, who would have believed that he'd come back nearly 30 years on and you know what, it's been a strange a strange journey because when he first came in, I mean, to be fair, the fixtures have not, not been kind, but we got smashed by Burnley. We didn't play Coventry beat as easily at home. Bristol City, we were really poor. Up until after the game against Norwich, you know, we were one down at half-time and it looked like to me this were kind of a an imitation near Warnock. The, the fire I didn't feel was there. It was almost like he was very chilled with I suppose you would be a life one. Hopefully, if I get a 74, I'd be, be like, I didn't feel like the uh, the dressing room shower, you know, the famous videos, etc. Mm. But, but then, <laughs> you just, hopefully, this is a turning point of the season, but Dan Amis got an amazing own goal uh, that got us a point against 
uh, Norwich managed by David Wagner, obviously, who did a great job for us. And then, of course, yeah. And after that, it's just honestly two incredible results that have made no sense, really. The Millwall game, they had a, some great chances, missed them, and uh, a, a real defensive header from them. Danny Ward scored. We get we get the goal, blew up. So many coupons must be that afternoon. And then we did it again the week after it, against Middlesbrough. But yeah, Neil Warnock, obviously, interested to know what you guys think make of it because it depends where you go. Some people really love him. The Middlesbrough fans have got such a soft spot for him. Some people really hate him and that as well. Uh, so, I, I mean, I'm just trying to think of the clubs that he's managed near you. I don't know. You, QPR Palace. He's never done loot yet. QPR Palace. Palace. So, yeah. I suppose he's going to get a bit, he might need his earplugs on Saturday. But he loves all that kind of stuff. And uh, you know what? If you're being honest, sentimental guys that we should be. I, I think in the modern day football, so many managers are just cliche. Yeah, and just come out. They can't say anything. He's a throwback. I'll give you a good example of what he gets away with stuff that you know, say a Matt Fotherman or a younger coach couldn't do. So against West yeah. Brom, uh, our centre half Matty Pearson, is you know kind of playing that Lewandowski after his two goals on Saturday. He uh, he made an error that could give away a penalty, and he scored. Uh, and West Brom scored the penalty that won the game. It was only one nil, but he scored two goals on Saturday to turn it around. And they interviewed Warnock after, and he said, "Oh." You know, Matty Pearson, it's about time, you know, it's the least he could do after costing us the game against West Brom. Uh, he orders that and a big smile on his face. And I just thought, there's no way anyone like a modern day manager or a young coach could say that because they'd be all there long in the dressing room, the fan base. But it's because he's got credit in the bank, Neil Warnock can get away with it. And yeah, so everybody's like, yeah. that's what Neil Warnock does. But I think it's just a dying breed, really. This, I don't know about you, but when I watch games now, I very rarely hang about for the post-match interviews because... You know, the ch- stuff that has trotted out, Fotheringham mm. was good for it. You know, some of the young coaches don't say anything because they don't want to set anyone. It's, it's just boring. And, and I like it now when you get a we, bit of a, bar, a ding-dong and stuff. We've got know? a manager that isn't afraid to... Uh, yeah. It's been a few words after yeah. a game. So, yeah, 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 especially after the, the monstrosity we witnessed yeah. recently. Yeah, yeah. Talking about the monstrosity that, that we had, you won't have actually heard, but because of our our, our, our club decided that anybody who was travelling to Luton because apparently that's kind of twinned with Basra, everybody should actually have to go on the coach in order to do it. So people wind up on, on bear in mind, it was a 12.30 kickoff. Mm. People are winding up. What time were you guys getting there? Because you travelled, what was it, like 8.30? I was there like at yeah. 9.30. I was there. I was there at 9.30. 9, yeah, I, I walked past just, I've got my tickets just after, yeah, about, about half nine-ish. About half nine, time. yeah. Now, yeah. now now, now, Huddersfield fans might not know, but near Watford is Leaveston Studios, which is where the Harry Potter films were filmed, and where now there is a there is a, a basically the the Harry Potter tour. So, going around Watford quite a lot are double decker buses emblazoned with Harry Potter, just mm-hmm. the kind of thing that you really don't want to fucking rock up to, you know, your away game <laughs> at the Rivals in a coach shop. So two of them did, including oh, Carl. He yeah. was on there. <laughs> I was on there, yeah. Yeah, with Turping me. Turping up in Harry Potter. You deliberately yeah, chose that coach, didn't you, to be I fair? Did. I did, yeah, I, I did. Tell. Because I thought I, it was all about the content for me. I thought that's going to be... <laughs> it's all about the YouTube. The yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well in, ter- in terms of turning this back to Huddersfield, there is a continued Harry Potter theme here, if we think about this, because actually, let's have a look at your last 15 games and see where Neil Warnock, come on, let's be respectful, let's not call him Colin Wanker, let's call him Neil Warnock, where he came involved, and what I've done is I've marked it here, so what we can see, what we can see is where, where Grip Hook came in, which was the Birmingham City game, I think was his first game, wasn't it, uh, Cozy? Yeah, we're incredible, I mean, we're not, we're not won all year, uh, I think again, it was just a mad game, and the field goal factor, you know, that came with that that result was, uh, you know, incredible. But 
but then after that, like you see there, it didn't nothing really kicked on, and part of me thought, yeah, it's come back, and of course there's a big big thing at the show at the moment. It's just kind of happening, or, or you know, the last close we're getting a takeover done. So the, and the other owner went out. So there's so much doom and gloom around the place. We're losing players for season injuries, and then all of a sudden, Warnock comes on. It's like it's like going back 30 years and going and going with a shell suit, the Cardi Breezers, pound notes. It's uh, <laughs> yeah, we were we were buzzing uh, after that. But yeah, and then you see after them other games, it didn't really kick on. So I'm thinking, was it a bit of a false dawn? And then obviously. The last three games, it's just been unbelievable. To be fair, the teams you've played—they've not been. I mean, there's no easy games in the in the championship, but the teams you've played have been have been tricky ones. No easy games in the championship, Carlos. Get you got a job on Sky. We uh, cliches like that, mate. Oh, I do yeah. too much work on Sky already. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I do too much work on Sky. <laughs> no. Fucking media tar. I can see yeah. a graphic coming up at this point. Uh, but if, if you, you talked about there, you know, the 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 Burnley and Coventry game now. Coventry came and ripped us apart. We got to go yeah. up there, and, and you know, basically on Monday, and Jokerest absolutely killed us and came. Yeah, yeah, Burnley yeah, have been yeah. taking people apart. Yeah, you lost yeah. both of those, which were the second and the third games under yeah. Warnock. You lost both of them four nil, right? So yeah. if we go back to Warnock's stats, if you look at that, the home the home figures there, take four off of that away because that was Bur- that was uh, Burnley. And take yeah. four off of the other one because that was that was Coventry. Those are real outliers. Yeah. If you take those out, bearing in mind that was game two and three, and then he started really getting things going. Is you've got the Burnley, you've got yeah. the uh, the Coventry game, and look to the left. Nothing was going on before there, and no. now he's kind of starting to get things going. And and as we all mentioned before earlier on against Middlesbrough, that was a heck of a it was a heck of a result. Just take us back a little bit. To the Birmingham game, the first win he's done. Then we'll talk about Millwall because they've given a spank into bloody season. And then the Middlesbrough game. A certain Joseph Hungbo scored for you in the Birmingham yeah. game. Quite a goal. How was that done? How is he doing? He won't obviously, I, I imagine he won't be playing because obviously we're his parent club. How's he got on? Well, it's an interesting one, really, because what, that first game, he, he was fantastic. And even in the, some of the latter games of Matt Fotheringham and which was pretty abysmal, Josie Fumbo was easily one of the shining lights that we had. And uh, I thought, yeah, we've got a bit of a, you know, a coup here, really, from, from, from you guys as, as well. But it's been fascinating. I, I, can't, I think it was the West Brom, I could be wrong, but I think it might have made an error. Or I don't think, you know what it's like with Warnock, you've got to like kind of work hard for the team, et cetera. And, Pretty much, he's been yeah. nowhere near the team in the last three games, and it almost feels like to me that Warnock's come. You know, he's got his, you know, like a Martin Wagon and and people like that over a, a Joseph Fungbo. So he's he's kind of gone with his tried and tested team, and unfortunately, Jungbo has kind of missed out as well, which is a bit of a shame, really, because I liked what he brought to the party, especially uh, you know early on on with the goal as well. And he's definitely a player there. As obviously you probably saw in sporadic appearances, and obviously we saw in Scotland uh, last season, but. I'll be honest with you, I don't think he's going to get many starts or much happening between now and the end of the season, but we're having, there's that many injuries happening, you never know, but yeah, it's almost like Warnock's looked at him and thought, I just don't think he can give me that work rate that we need, yeah. where I think the big thing that's gone against him has been the change to Josh Caroma, who was another guy totally bombed out of the plans, he was on loan at Portsmouth, they kind of sent him back, this is obviously a division down, and he's come back, he kind of played one game under Fotheringham, he's got a great goal at Blackpool, but then cost as a goal with that. They never got any more games under Fotheringham, but Warnock's took a liking to him as well. And he seems to be his preferred kind of attacking man. So unfortunately, Hungbo obviously couldn't play on a Friday, but he seems to uh, not be there. But I love his attitude, his character. Uh, some of the TV interviews he's done for us in, as a club interviews, really, some people might interpret it as cocky, but I like to see someone who backs himself as well. And 
I remember the mm. first interview with him, what, what do you think you'll get from us? I'm an exciting player. I can get people off the seat. I love to hear people like that. And to be fair, that's what we did get. But I think he maybe lost the ball too much on, you know, Warnock's occasion. But I think, I don't think we can ever rule him out, especially in the running, if we need him something to happen last 20 minutes for him to come on. But I'll be honest with you, I think, uh, yeah, he's, he's going to struggle to get many more minutes, especially at the moment when all of a sudden we've turned into peak Barn unit with uh, two wins in a row. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get, there you go, there you go. Uh, uh, you mentioned Millwall in terms of that game. Did they miss some chances? Because Millwall, I have to say, have yeah, been, they they've, they've had the, the sign over us this year. They've, they've done yeah. three, three or two and they deserved it. I thought we probably, they probably thought they deserved the, the win. I mean, the thing is, when you're as bad as we've been and they have been as good as they've been all season, you, you've got to be honest, they've got to have a real poor day, miss chances, and, and we've got to take our, we don't make many chances at all, but, you know, we, we won on Saturday with 25% possession, which was kind of incredible, really, but was decent on the counter. And, yeah, I th- part of me did think that Millwall obviously come and go for it and uh, get the goals, but, yeah, I just thought in one of those games, you know, when it's 50, 55 minutes nil, I thought... Oh, I'd be quite happy for a point here, but we really need all three. But we didn't really go for it. But there's a bit of a calamitous error in their kind of fullback. But the ball in was good. Ward scored, and and we kind of held out really as well. But it's yeah. They, they, them, I remember a Palace fan that I know really well. Uh, he said to me because he's they obviously were under Neil Warnock, and he said mm-hmm. that's just Neil Warnock. What you need to do to stay up is you get result when you, no one else expects it. And I was thinking, mm. I just can't see it happening. So just believe in the go the Warnock and. Uh, it's you know it's incredible now. The, the, I think the problem that he's got, especially with the fans, all of a sudden people are like, especially what's happened today. The news of Reading losing six points, yep. talk of Birmingham losing points again. Got it. Everything just seems to be like kind of coming in the stars now. And and but the good thing is having Neil Warnock in, in your bench. He won't let the he won't let the players think that now because what have we achieved? We're still in the bottom three. We've still got some tough games, and you know it's. But obviously things are looking brighter. So yeah, we've moved in there. It's Blackpool and Cardiff on Friday as well. So that's a huge game below us or above us, Cardiff. So I just think we couldn't have anyone better really for the situation. And and I do think that kind of other teams are thinking, oh God, it's not like Neil Warnock because. We were just dying to death. And, but I've got to be honest, until that Norwich game at half-time, at I, I, half-time I went up there for a drink after 40 minutes, I'd had enough. I'd, I would just resign to my fate in League One. So it's, to me, to sit here to you now having this optimism and think yeah. you know, we could even get something at your place. And I, I watched that game you played against Wigan when McLean, God, I, I think he was on a death wish, wanted trying to jump into your end. Uh, yeah. But that's all there's, it, that, we did that to us. We had a go at him and his scores. And so I just, the worst thing you can do in it to a player because he'll always come and bite you know, yeah, give it a two on that as well. Though, isn't he? Yeah. This is Ronnie Rosenthal speaking, and you are listening to Do Not Scratch Your Eyes. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
throwing something back kind of to you guys because from the outside looking in, wow, they were a very strange one. And I, I get he wanted to get back in and there was rumours that it was linked with our job and there's no way I thought he'd ever come to us because I just felt his stock were too good. And But someone I knew, knew close to him said, he's got his next job's going to be huge because after what happened at Middlesbrough, he's got to get it right. And when I look at, I mean, is it, is, am I right in saying he's only got it till the end of the season? Will he get the summer? What, what's kind of the feeling? Is it, Don't Because know. it looks like now it's going to be tough to get in that. that yeah. Is it all about getting in the six? And he, how's the fans taken to him? What, what's it kind of been? You know, you know. Well, I, I think the fans have taken to him after Saturday, especially what he said after Saturday's mm. game. He came out and just basically trashed the team, trashed the, the whole culture yeah. at the club. And we all went, bloody hell, somebody's speaking out. Uh, since then, there's been a slight retraction and a slight kind of softening of that. But, yeah. um, you know, I think the fans actually like Wilder a lot now after after what he said yeah. after Saturday, yeah. How do you think it will have gone down with the owners? Will that be... Do, do you think, yeah, this guy's the man to kind of rebuild the club or, I don't know, do what needs to be done in the summer or will they be like... Never, never, you know, ever no. second-guess the Pozzos because you just don't know. Yeah, or Gino <laughs> you, just, you just don't know. You just don't know. Yeah. There was an interesting thing, one of our, our, uh, our other... other kind of uh, more YouTube channel, more than more than podcast, WDA scene. Uh, one of their guys who does, does the kind of Twitter spaces on the, with, with the club, a guy called Charlie Zazara. And he does some stuff with various um, kind of things like um, uh, the, the coach's voice and things like that. So he knew Wilder from previously. Uh, and yeah. he put in a call to him after Saturday and said, or on like the Sunday or Monday, and he was yeah. only out yesterday. So it's, excuse me, the, the timings might be slightly out, but it was like, just to say, well done. He wanted to say, well, exactly what Justin said. Well done. Everybody liked the fact that you came out and called him out because our biggest problem is, and what happens with Wilder is the fact that we've got this hodgepodge of a squad who are now so used to there being three managers a season. Yeah. Yeah. And so why do I listen to you in, in April? There'll be another one. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and th- there you go. You've, you've gone to our, our, our biggest rivals who we spanked four nil yeah. back in October um, and did really well. And we've just, they've just turfed up and just yeah. not even gone through the motions against them in terms of commitment, you know, because it, it's, it's all well to say, Oh, well, he worked really hard. You know what, the, what the deal is with football. You've got to win your individual battle against your other player. I don't think there was one outfield player who won an individual battle. The whole game. So when he called them, when he called yeah. them out, Charlie said, you know, look, that went down really well. And how, and he kind of almost, I think probably chanced his arm and thought, well, how, how are you feeling about everything? And he said, no, I'm enjoying it. And he would like to stay on. I like yeah, whether, I like you know, a, a lot of people came out, you know, over the last couple of, you know, even after the Wigan game, not so much obviously against the the two nil against Luton because we let's, let's just say we were otherwise ranting about other things at that point, mm. saying give give him a year, give him two years. What we need mm. is stability. Eleven managers in four seasons has not worked, <laughs> so let's let's do something different. Mm. So no, I think you, I think we like him. Because you said about you said about Warnock, you know, being not getting away with saying certain things, and the way the Wilder comes across, you can see in just his interviews, even in the club ones at the at the end, they're they're very they're very basic, but they're very to the point. There's no yeah. sort of fluffing anything around, and I, and I really like that. And we haven't had that in a in a long time. And obviously, we've had language barriers, yeah, and so forth with the amount of different nationalities that we've had. But for me, if you're going to do a reset and going to do something different. The, the different thing would be to keep Wilder on. Uh, yeah, because it's, fa- it's fascinating for me because from the outside looking, you think it's almost like, right, Chris, you know how to get a team up. You've, you've got to get look at this squad you've got. You know, we're, we're kind of there or thereabouts. Get us in there. And obviously, in the contract till the end of the season, you think surely that's how it's going to pan out. But obviously, it's not gone 
and it seems he, to be under deep root of problems more than just he's, like you know, he's a manager. I think he's a manager that I think will give players time in terms of you know not necessarily because of our situation. We're not going to go spend stupid money next season. It's never going to happen. So we're going to have to invest in the youth that we've got. And there's a few players lurking around that can't get anywhere near the squad. And and um, Hongbo, Hongbo, yeah, is re- realistically one of those players. Yeah. Is he a manager who I feel can develop players? Yes, I, I think he is rather than a foreign coach coming in and, and having a style and, and just the same old shite that we're, we're being mm. fed for the last God knows how many. So, yeah, but it, for me, it'd be lovely to see Wilder stay, but I, I, I it, don't think it'll happen. But hey-ho. I, I know I said it in the last pod with you, but I know people go on about you know, uh, Solskjaer goal against Bayern Munich and people talk about Aguero and, and this, that and the other. But for me, there's n- there's never been a better finish in football history than than that. Just because of the, the permittage with Nokia, Ogdini, that, that. When I watch that back now and it still comes back on that Sky Sports Classics and but it must feel like unbelievable for you. I, there's never been a better finish to a football match in history, mate. I, I'm sorry. But well, you, no, that's not. you know him as Jonathan no, Hogg. You know him as Jonathan Hogg. We know him as... His hog. That's how we know him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like you say, what was he even doing there, though? Just one of those surreal moments. Like, the one thing I always think about that bit of footage is, I mean, obviously, a journalist puppy, but Dean has just like jumped over that fence, like two foot of that. My age, I'd be like, just putting one hand on the, on the other and sort of like hopping over. He just like, yeah. oh, he's still got his legs and arms and I didn't have his he, shirt. He was just carnage, man. Absolutely. He had he had all his all his mates and his family were, were in there because that particular <laughs> yeah. part of the, uh, of the was, stadium was condemned yeah, at the time. Condemned, yeah. There was yeah. a tiny bit of them because, of course, it was just heaving. Uh, a little tiny little bit that they got players and stuff. So he jumped in. Once the goal got in, went in, the, the pitch was invaded Zola fell over which was a delight to everybody that was very funny and then and then they finally got everybody else off and unbeknownst Deeney just walked over and his shirt had just been left on the floor mm. they just picked it up he still says now he doesn't he doesn't nope. know how he got that shirt yeah. how he kept that shirt he doesn't know you know I think the weirdest thing is that Anthony Nockett's had a really good career even after that you know he got promoted he, yeah. was, he was brilliant for Brighton but but he will always be Remembered for that, I think. I think if you ask anyone randomly in the street about Anthony Nocker, oh yeah, that's him. That missed that. He Anthony always Nocker. gets a warm yeah. welcome. Um, yeah. So if Ritos, Ritos nearly cut him in two in that <sighs> game when he was playing, he'll be a sub on there on Friday at best uh, as well. So you'll have plenty of uh, opportunity up and down the touchline. But yeah, incredible. That's why we love football. You'll, I know Tyler said, didn't he? I'll never see anything like that again. We like the Aguero, but. That, wow. That was astonishing. But that's what yeah. we said to the commentator, though, uh, Bill Leslie. We yeah, said Leslie, yeah. that is up there with Aguero and there's some people on the yeah. pitch. They think it's all over. For us, that's up there. That commentary yeah. is, is definitely you know, up there. You know what I think's amazing, like commentary, they're like going a bit of a tangent here, but I did a little bit for, uh, for kind of a company I went for Sky, would you believe, for the uh, for the Luton playoff semi-final and it didn't go well in the final, but I were on the gantry doing a bit of commentary, et cetera, just for kind of social media, but you don't realise how, you know, when you hear him there, Bill Leslie, it's just like incredible prompt and, and poise and, and stuff. And could you think in the best of the best out there? I always think like Guy Moby's a brilliant commentator. Sometimes I think Peter Jury forces his kind of words and stuff, you know, but I know a lot of people love him, but you really appreciate there. The words there are just mm. sensational. I'd just be like, a, I'm like I was on that, that thing I did for Sky, just like, uh, I'm not, it's like, <laughs> 
yeah. well, it comes well, out we, too. You know, it's just brilliant, man. It's just sensational. Well, first of all, Peter, Peter Drury. Peter Drury is a Watford fan, so we've got to stand up for him. Oh obviously. no! The, the the one I can't stand, and I mean, you know, as in, you know, basically wouldn't piss on him if he was on fire. Is Sam Matterface of ITV? Ooh. Oh my <laughs> God, he's awful. He's not a Liverpool fan, he, is there? <laughs> no, oh no, 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 no. Um, no, no. He's just general. I mean, there, there's so many more reasons to dislike Sam Matterface than that. Um, I mean, when, when we got through in, in when England got through in the semi-final of of the Euros, he was desperately trying to come up with something iconic rather than just going, you know, naturally flowing like somebody like Bill Leslie, you know, kind of does. On the women, Wembley commenting, it's incredible. It's like I just felt like John Terry, like in that. Uh, Champions League. I was next to like Daniel Mann and, uh, and Don Goodman, and then there's me just wearing my other shit, just like some kind of random guy who's, who's like bypass security, just stormed up to the like the <laughs> runway. <laughs> you know what? Bad, you know, after after the game, guys, like kind of I had to wait at the end, and they got to see Forest Parade in the playoff trophy, and then they walked me out right above the Forest fans Aww. as well. So I had to walk. It, it was bad enough seeing us get a beat and not getting them two penalties, but to, to walk past at the end. But yeah, no, absolutely shocking. But yeah, it just uh, still gives me goose from saying your kind of montage there about that because if you're not enjoying that, it's even as a new, any neutral, if you might as well take up fishing on a Saturday, aren't you? <laughs> I think that was one of the two times where I've I've ended up hugging the person to my right who I didn't have an idea of who it was, which was which isn't I suppose that much, but my wife was to my left. But hey, you know, I'm just saying. <laughs> You'll never I, get I as good. Two, as... I just had two choices. <laughs> You never get as good as that again. I know it sounds depressing. You never know. You one day you might win the Champions League. You never know. Unlikely, but that that's that's your peak. And even if you won the league by twenty points from next season, Wonder Wilder, that I'm sorry, but that will well, be. The, the, there's that, and there's the there's the FA Cup semi final against Wolves when we're yeah. we're two nil two nil down with about nine yeah. minutes to go. Delafeu basically scores a goal oh. like like yeah. a magician plucking oh. a rabbit out of a hat. It was like how the did you do that? We get literally a penalty in the last knocking. Steenie wanders off whilst VAR torches everybody for about three minutes to decide it is a penalty. Takes that, and then we then we have another great goal in the uh, um, uh, to, to win it, uh, which was amazing because it also involved Andre Gray as part of it. So it actually happened. We, yeah. If we hadn't seen it, we wouldn't believe you. But there you go. Anyway, gentlemen, enough of this. We need to get to where the rubber hits the road, which is obviously the completely rubbish DNSYE prediction league. You won't remember. But we forced a prediction out of you last time, and we've been. I said you'd win, though, didn't I? I said you'd win, didn't I? Am I right? You did. You did. It's not exactly Einstein saying that, though. How bad we do. (laughs) Well, 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 yeah, yeah. Um, Hang on, I just remembered before we carry on. I think I'm in for good news, aren't I? You got a point. You got a point because you went two-one to Luton. Um, Billy from uh, Oak Road Hatter. Went two nil to Luton. Oh God! And oh, this with everything on Saturday, Luton won every fucking thing on Saturday. Done a mic Oh yeah, absolutely. No, he's, he's, it's over. so the EFL are creeping back up on Justin in uh, in top place, who went for his traditional one-one draw, and it didn't quite turn <laughs> out. Despite getting a go. point, I'm still rock bottom. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Ju- Justin, Justin, having taken the easy route of what, what, oh, one, one, all fucking season, is leading. Yeah, which is just well, a, tra- a travesty. If anybody gave a fuck about this, it would be embarrassing. Unfortunately, <laughs> nobody does. We're doing it nonetheless. Cozy, sir, what is your prediction? Huddersfield, Good Friday. What do you think the score is going to be? Oh, God, I'm going to be a bar in uh, kind of Justin prediction. 1-1, one, one, which is quite optimistic <laughs> for me. I, uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my 
Yeah. You know, what? I'm just fascinated to see what what kind of reaction you. Obviously, Wilder said what he said. The fans, are, I can't yeah. imagine, be exactly flocking the game with full. Of, the, the fans will be, you know, out of love with the team when you lose a derby like that. So they'll be like to the team, there won't be much. I won't. They obviously be like, you come on, guys, show us what you've got. So if we can keep it tight for 20 minutes, I think yeah, I think we might kind of come away with a draw, which will set us up nicely for his game on the Monday. I wish one one is gone, Justin. <laughs> I know. We, we turn to Carlos, we turn to Carlos, but whilst, whilst you're thinking about what you think it's going to be, I think possibly a lot of the protest vote will be the people who don't turn up. Mm. That's That's been been mm. one of our, our, our things. When there's been an opportunity to protest and have a go, the people who were protesting have voted with their feet and they're not in the, a lot of them aren't in there. So there's only a small amount then actually kind of uh, make their voices heard, to be quite frank. But there we go. We shall see. Carlos, what's the score going to be? Uh, it's going to be an interesting game. Wilder versus Warnock, which is in itself, I'm, I'm probably looking forward to more than the game because I know there's no love lost there. I've, ah, do you know what? This is so, I, I've got a feeling it's going to be a draw as well. But, I also think there there might be a reaction. So I'm going to stick my neck on the line and I'm going to say Watford 2, Huddersfield 1. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> just go on then. What are you going to do? Blood, bloody hell. Well, 1-1 one, one would have been my thing because I can't see us winning this. Can you look at the performances we are putting in? They are dreadful. I don't think there's going to be a reaction. I think the uh, the players don't care. They're on the beach already. They know they're not going to get into the playoffs. So it's just, uh, well, doesn't matter anymore. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't want to go for, what did you say, Carl? 2-1 to Huddersfield. 2-1. No, 2-1 Watford. 2-1 Watford. Two, one, Watford. Yeah, fucking hell, this is tricky. I do want to. I, I do want to say two one Huddersfield, but I, the, I, the, I, the, I, bet uh, it, I, I went against Watford last time round. So yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, fucking when one one has gone, Justin, he's fucked. Isn't he? He's got an idea. absolutely knackered, oh, aren't I? lost. We're not going to win. We're not going to draw. We're not going to score. Nil nil. What's the score going to be, Just? Nil nil. Thank you. Delivered with the alacrity and enthusiasm to which our, our listeners have become used. Oh fuck it, it's nil nil. Nil nil. You're, you're going to be a joy to go to the game. I'd be surprised if Huddersfield win though. I wouldn't be surprised if Huddersfield win, but I think yeah. it'll be. Look, 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 we're not scoring goals, are we? They're just, this just not happening. We're not scoring goals. So yeah. that, that, I nil. hope there's a lot of change. I hope, I hope he completely rips up that. Do you think start. he will though? No, he won't. It'll be the same no, no, starting lineup. I hope. Yeah, no, no, no. But I don't think he will. You're Same right. starting lineup that faced Luton, and it's going to be nil-nil. We can't score a goal, mate. And can you well, say hello to that cleaning is... lady that was behind you for a lot of this podcast? There was a lady that was cleaning mm. desks behind you. Yeah, incredible scenes, man. Working harder than uh, a lot of your guys on Saturday, let's be fair. <laughs> oh, good job, good job. It's a good job. Do not scratch your eyes! Coach, yes. fantastic stuff, sir. Again, no, no, fantastic mine, guys. returns. Brilliant. Sir. I hope we see you next season. Obviously, you hope some miracle you can get that six. But yeah, it'd be great to do it all again a couple of times. I think you'll be all right, mate. I've got a sneaky suspicion about Huddersfield. I think you'll be all right. Old is gold. 74 year old managers of the way forward, guys. Just remember that. We've had one of them. He didn't work out quite as well. Yeah. (laughs) I hope get him for Palace. I don't. Fucking Roy Hodgson. Cozy, thank you very much for coming uh, on Do Not Scratch Your Eyes again. It's been a pleasure to speak to you, mate. Uh, Best of luck for the rest of the season. Apart from Friday, cheers for coming on Do Not Scratch your eyes leaving the studio guys it's been a pleasure adios
It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.